Welcome to Rich Talk, the podcast for the Richardson Chamber of Commerce. I'm Amy Alexander. I do communications for the Chamber, and this week I sit down with Manasseh Durkin. Manasseh is on our executive committee. He's a young man who is coming quickly onto the scene in Richardson. Um, If you haven't already heard of him, you soon will. Among other things, Manasseh is one of the playmakers working with the revitalization of downtown. Beyond talking about the updates for that project, he also communicates a few of his beliefs about how you'd be successful in starting a small business. He's not one who particularly likes talking about himself, but I think you're going to enjoy this conversation. Let's hear more from Manasseh. Well, welcome, Manasseh Durkin. He's visiting us um, for the Rich Talk podcast today. He is the guilty. Welcome, Manasseh. Hello. Thank you. You have to claim being guilty because you really pushed that podcast idea on me. Like, podcasts are the bomb. You need to do it. I was thinking of that coming here today. What in the world am I getting into? And then I thought, she's just saying, you're going to come do this because (laughs) I pushed it so hard and you needed to do it. So here I am. This is self-inflicted pain. Uh, Wonderful. You have to explain your name. Uh, my parents uh, like Bible names. It's in the Bible, and that's the fun thing. I always tell people when they go, where's that from? I say, in the Bible, and I'll let you find it. You probably haven't read it enough <laughs> if you can't find it. So it's in there. Go find it. There you go. You give people homework when yeah. you introduce yourself to Nothing them. Nothing like the, the door knockers that come and say, can we talk to you about the Bible? And I say, sure, you tell me where my name is in the Bible. <laughs> and they always kind of look at me for a while, and then they leave. It's great. <laughs> You are on the Richardson Chamber Exec Com, so you're making and, sure we get members. Yeah, that's my job. Then um, the ambassadors out representing the chamber in the community. And are and they also, not awesome? They I are am the telling best. You. They do a great job, and they uh, they work so hard. Um, they do a great job. We have a lot of great uh, ambassadors in the chamber, and then I also work with the uh, Richardson Young Professionals. They're a very energetic group. I, I you know I'm a young professional. I can hardly keep up with them. Just so you know, listeners, uh, Manasseh is a good-looking kid, but I pretty much look at anybody who's as successful as you are and that young and go, man, I suck. Well, that's what we're going to talk about today, is how Manasseh got so good, and so we can hopefully pick his brain, figure out how we can get that good to you. Now, what are you doing? Because you are doing the core, which is our Main Street kind of effort. Us through. Talk me through. I mean, I kind of look at it all, but I don't. I'm not going to say I understand it all. Yes. Put a spot on the map. Beltline and 75 as you go north. Um, right now, the area there's an Alamo Draft House on your left that's been there for some years, and the Height Shopping Center. Um, it's an area you have a lot of traffic counts on 75, 250,000 cars a day. Then you have Beltline, 70-something thousand cars, 73,000 cars a day. Um, so a lot of traffic in the area. But it's been, I don't want to use the word neglected because it's not necessarily neglected. It's just an area that is just prime for redevelopment and being revitalized. And so I was uh, looking around at some real estate and we had the opportunity to purchase a building on Main Street. And then right about the time that we, uh, well, you know, we're closing on this property, the, um, I, the city was doing a, a rezoning uh, effort down there and changing uh, some of the zoning and turning it into an entertainment district. Richardson lacks an entertainment. You know, you've got Bishop R., you've got Deep L on Lower Greenville, some really great areas, but we don't have anything. Sure. Uh, Plano's tried. Uh, they have a downtown area. Yeah. But 
you know, you have City Line and some other really great places, but they're you go there at night and they're just they're not the, the, the nighttime population. So and, and my wife and I, you know, we live here and we're for entertainment, we're driving into Dallas. And mm-hmm. so I thought, what a great opportunity to turn Main Street into a really our goal with it from the beginning and we've you know, as we've the city then went through their zoning process and you know put these designations of an entertainment district on it. And so the zoning changed and everything. And so we then at that time were able to acquire quite a few other properties. And our vision for it has always been that it would be a spot that Friday afternoon you get off work early and uh, <laughs> you're looking for something. you have a cool boss. Yeah, you get boss is cool and he lets you off at three o'clock and you want a drink or you want a dinner and you meet your friends there and you what are we gonna do tonight? You know Think of people that go, well, let's go to Bishop R. You get down there and you, then you just kind of decide what you're going to do. You're not going sure. for one specific location sure. most of the time. And so that's what we're, that's what our goal is there, is to um, work with the city, make it a really great entertainment area. There's a lot of great old buildings down there that um, none of them are historical designation, but some of them do have some historical significance, which is a great opportunity. To re- I call them gritty, the gritty yeah. old buildings. Redo them, uh, put the new bricks. uses into them. There's going to be a, a group that's doing a multifamily project down there, so increasing some density. We're really excited about it. It's going to be, it's our main street. It's the center of Richardson, and that was uh, our hope for it, really become the core, the center, where people go, sure. hang out for the evening. You shop, you eat, you get a drink, and you keep shopping, and then you, you call it a night, and everyone has a great time. How so, do you think that's going to roll out? Do you Are you going to sell the property to others, or are you going to actually try to... No, we're I, I I'm I live here. I live right in the area, um, the core district area. Um, I I think we're in it for the long term. It's a long term play. It's uh, we're going to be leasing them out to tenants. Um, we're sure. trying to get some really great operators in there for restaurants and uh, entertainment uses. Whatever you know, what does that mean? It's, we have a vodka rum distillery going in right now oh, in the cool. Austin area. Um, we've got a brewery going in. We've got some restaurants, some really great restaurant concepts. So you already have those in place we, for the core? They're, uh, they're under construction right now. A big part of it is the city. Um, if you go down there right now and you go um, east on, on a Beltline, you will come uh, at Greenville and Beltline. is a public safety campus, which sure. the city's doing a large redo of the police facility, sure. of the, and a fire station, police facility, the old jail. So that's being done, and kind of in conjunction with that, Main Street is going to get redone. There's a bunch of triple row of trees going in. It's going to be landscaped with large sidewalks and really walkable. It's it's going to it's going to be great. And so that one big kind of timeline we're having to follow with that is as we look at new tenants, it's hard to put tenants in and then tear the road up in front of them for yeah. a year. So the timeline on that is is uh, fall of 2020. Um, the city's doing a great job on all their infrastructure and what they're doing. So our plan is that as, that's why we have restaurants under renovation now, is that as that road is being completed, the public safety campus is being completed, there's going to be a multifamily project by the Chase Building, where the Chase Tower is right now, there's a large tract of vacant land around it, and that all that's coming online fall of 2020. Sure, so of, hopefully you're all yeah, at the same time. What we didn't want, and the city, again, the city's done a great job of really pushing it all through. We don't want to come through and bring in all this, get all this going, get a vibrant entertainment district, and then, oops, redo the whole road for a year. Yeah. So it's really, we're, we're timing it all perfectly. Is that some of the, you know, that's something we promote here at the Chamber is the fact that we work with your city, you know, people, and can put you in contact with people. So 
They know everybody knows who the players are, and everybody can work together. They're they're the best. I mean, from from a construction side, from pulling permits on projects to zoning to you know, all aspects of construction and development, I've worked with. They truly are the best, and they're they're managed well. Every aspect of the city of Richardson is run very well. Um, I got my start in commercial construction when I was eighteen. I had the opportunity. I grew up uh, with a construction background. My my dad was a a construction person did custom home building and I had the opportunity to start my own business at 18 and I went into uh, general construction. I was a kid with a truck and some <laughs> tools and grew up working with my hands. I was homeschooled and so my summer projects were always building something. Grew up on a farm so I got my start in building boats. Uh, fun. And, and then uh, now, now stop a second. Okay. So you didn't actually just go work for dad. You didn't say no. Dad. I started just my own. Broke out on my own at, at eighteen. At eighteen, did you? Is it one of those that I had a hundred bucks and kind of went? That was me. Yeah, <laughs> the old truck. And, and so I took up uh, any at that point any construction I could possibly find, and just did little projects here and there, and grew it. And over the years, got fortunate to have some really great clients that I did well on a little thing and they gave me a big thing. So, um, yeah, I've done that now. And then that's, yeah, so we, we grew, um, I hired my first person to hire was an office person and grew that. I was just in a, in a extra bedroom at my house back when I was a single man and I, uh, grew the business. And then about uh, six years ago, we had a lot of clients. We by this time we were doing large commercial, uh, whether it be new build, finish out, just a whole mix of general construction projects. And uh, we had some clients that kept wanting to invest in something. And so we, about six years ago, st I started a second company, and we uh, uh, started doing real estate funds and putting projects together, primarily mixed use uh, retail. Uh, we focused a lot on, and we were able to bring an interesting perspective on it. From the construction side, we could look at an asset and we could put budgets together and we were able to be, to add value from the construction side of. It's uh, kind of interesting. When did, what age were you when you hired your first person? I just, that's kind of interesting. I was 20. No. Yes, um, it was a bookkeeper, accountant, and um, the, she was uh, 47. She's cool with reporting. It was awesome. It was great. Yes, it was great. <laughs> I learned a lot from her. Accounting is not my strong suit, and so that was the first position I brought on was someone to do the books. Is that, that some of it is understanding what your skill set is and what it isn't? Absolutely. Yeah. If you you always my 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 thing is you always want to hire someone who for whatever position that's smarter than you. How did you find success in starting your business? One of my mentors told me, uh, I learned very early on, and I, I have a, I, I mentor people on starting their own business. And my advice would be start it for set it up for success from the beginning. I can't tell you how often someone comes into my office, and if you're going into your own business, you're going into it because you want it to be successful. And I see young people that come in. I started this business. I've been doing my own QuickBooks. I didn't start an LLC. I'm doing it under my own name. And now I'm doing a million dollars this year. What should I do? And I, I shake my head and go, if you're going to go into your own business and you think you're going to succeed, you need to set up an LLC. It's $350. Yeah. You'll be okay. And I just and I see that all the time. So that's something that I learned very early on. Make good banking relationships. Get a good attorney. Spend the money on that. Because someday when you 
at what point are you going to build your business and look back and say, okay, now I'm successful enough to hire an attorney and to get an accountant. And then, oh, by the way, they're going to have to go clean up the last four years of the mess you've made. So I'm a big fan of you know, start your business, set it up correctly from the beginning. It's going to be more work, but... And find your professionals at the Richardson Chamber. Correct. And, and, and exactly. And that's how when I got started, that's what I did. I went to a chamber and said, I got contacts. I got referrals for an attorney. I got referrals for a good accountant. I got referrals for uh, bankers, insurance people. Don't don't set up thinking, oh, I'll, get, I'll, I'll sort all this out once I'm big. Because hopefully you're big immediately and you're just very successful. And you don't want to have to spend the time of going back and sorting it all out yeah. when you get audited because you got too big. Yeah, I will do a drop-in that we do have SCORE counselors yep. who are available here at the chamber on Tuesdays. Just call our front office and we can get them hooked up with other good And that, that's how I started, was those kinds of people reaching out. Chase the gray hair. Find <laughs> people that are in your industry. And if it's someone who's been doing it for years, you may do it differently, but find out what worked for them and then find your niche in it. And that's what I've always done is find people and say, Here's a problem a lot of kids. How would you deal with it? Here's a, whatever it might be, there's people out there that will have an answer. You may do it differently, but it's always good to hear. So, um, again, go to go to resources like the Chamber. Yeah. We um, currently have 12. And then we're in, you know, we're in an industry where everything's subbed out. So we sub, you know, every trade. So we're, you know, our office is the management side of it. You feel some of that affinity if you got to go to university, or are you one of those who still kind of push the trade skills, like skilled labor, skilled labor, yeah. and kind of the yeah. trades? Um, uh, yeah. So I am a, a huge fan of you shouldn't go to college. I think college is great, but I'm a huge fan that you shouldn't go unless you know what you want to do. Otherwise, you're going to waste a bunch of money. Um, I have. I can tell you right now that I've got plumbers and air conditioning mechanics and people that we hire for projects all the time and they're they're making more than most kids that go to college and then most of them just went to trade school and learned how to become an air conditioning mechanic. Oh yeah, we have a huge problem with that. I mean finding skilled labor right now in our industry is it's tough. Um with unemployment rates as low as they are, I mean it is it's just a tough time for the construction industry because people are going to college and, and getting degrees and you know, a law degree or whatever, you know, you name the degree, but they're not, uh, they don't have that skill. If you have a, if you're skilled at doing something with your hands, you will always have a job. You can, that's good. Now, now where is your footprint? I mean, so you, you your headquarters is in Richardson. Richardson, yep. And I want to question you in a little bit about why you chose Richardson, but where, where else do you go? What's your footprint like? Yeah, we, we try to stay in the DFW market. Um, we do have projects. I've done stuff in New York. I've done projects. Uh, I had an opportunity to do a couple of projects overseas in Africa. I've done stuff in Midland. We had a couple of projects out there. Uh, we have one going in Amarillo right now, uh, but primarily in the DFW market. Um, there's just a, a lot of construction going on here. So what is your favorite kind of things to do? Is it the commercial or is it the mixed use? Oh, what do, what do you say? Oh, this, this feeds my blood. I love it. I love unique projects that uh, we just finished one for a, a client in Midland that we had done stuff for. And he's an, 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 a, a guy that's in the oil and gas industry. He wanted a private airport. Uh, he just didn't, you know, for multiple reasons, wanted a place to a large hangar with some hotels and apartments and uh, conference rooms and kind of an office 
airport set up. It was great. I enjoyed it a lot. It was unique. It was, uh, I like projects that push our, our skill set. And, um, yeah, so unique projects. That's what I, what I enjoy. The one-off that are challenging and you get to learn new things. That's really awesome. Um, so if I was to talk to your employees about what makes you a good boss, what would it be? How would they say what makes you a good boss? I am a, I am a big fan of work-life balance. If your employees are stressed out and you're overworking them, uh, they're not going to perform. Look, at from Christmas to New Year's, nothing good ever happens. <laughs> nothing ever gets done. I, I'm very, I, I give often, if we've had a good week and it's Friday and it's 10 o'clock, I give everyone off at noon. I mean, it's, I'm very, very relaxed on the, in, the, in the work hours. And everyone, I appreciate, I, I think the employees appreciate that. And everyone works very hard. And... So I think that getting that time, whether it be take off early on a Friday, and I, I, in my opinion, you know, you should take off every Friday. But um, you know, it's, it's, sometimes there's projects going on where if you're giving your employees off time and they're getting that family time and time off to go pick up their kids from school and whatever that might be. When you have a project where they have to work Saturday, Sunday, and maybe a holiday, they're gonna they're gonna work hard and they're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna get that that investment. Is that somehow, did that come from you starting out and saying, I have to be focused on results? I mean, because that's whenever you own your own business, especially if you have Correct, yeah. Yeah, I learned, you know, as a business owner, when are you off of work? You never are, right? So you, you get home from work and you're getting emails and I now have two uh, small children and uh, that's it's not good. It's not healthy. And you'll find that multitasking, there's lots of studies out there, multitasking is terrible. So you have to, you know, I have a little routine I do every day I get up. And if... You're not one of those 4 a.m. guys, are you? Almost. Yeah, I'm almost one of those guys. You can't can't multitask. You need to be focused. You need to... Um, you need to get that time off. So if you're going to get off and be with your kids, you need to get off and be with your kids. Whatever it might be, time, personal time for yourself, then do that. And then when you get into the office, you give that 100% and you get more done in that time. But this firing off emails as you're doing two other things is, is never good. It's, what is the project you're most proud of? I, I had the opportunity to work on a couple of uh, projects in Africa, some AIDS, uh, uh, sorry, cervical cancer clinics. I'm very proud of that work. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, got to go over and to kind of fly a team over there for a couple of weeks and rebuild a couple cervical of cancer in Africa, and that was a very rewarding. Yes, we did. I mean, we brought 10 to 12 people, and then we would find locals, and, uh, you know, it's just it's just a tough, tough to get anything there. So we ended up, you know, bringing as many supplies as we could and then, and then hiring locals to perform kind of the labor portion of it. Your headquarters is here in Richardson. Now, why did you choose Richardson? Uh, I found Richardson by chance. Originally, how did I choose Richardson for work was I moved here. Um, was moving up. I was raised in the Waco, Texas area and was moving up here. There was more work opportunity trying to grow the business. A lot of my clients were up here anyway. And so I uh, came up and I, there was nothing magical. It was just I met with a, a broker and was looking for a house and she showed me one at Richardson. I knew nothing about Richardson. I have since fallen in love with it and love Richardson. Um, she said, this is a good spot for the schools. You know, kind of did the typical broker pitch on why Richardson's great. But, uh, you know, it's still affordable housing. I was starting out. I needed something affordable. Um, the schools were good. It was easy to get on 75 and that access. And then uh, when I opened an office, then I had a home office for years. And then we opened an office in Dallas. 
and then I had an opportunity to, uh, through an investment deal, with, uh, a real estate do, deal we're doing here in Richardson, to move my office to Richardson. And uh, now I'm three minutes from the house, and I love it. <laughs> You're an LR grad, correct? I am. Which class? 31. I'm supposed to say the best class. I know, I'm like waiting. I was but... pausing for the... <laughs> But we're, You're just an easygoing kind of guy. You don't want to create this. Yeah, you know, it's you don't want to rub that in people's face. <laughs> none of the other classes are as good. Like you don't want to make them feel bad. So, all right, yeah, good. So, so you're yeah, easygoing. Really best class. Well, so is that part of why you love Richardson? Is you find out a lot more, or it has? I grew I grew up in the Waco area in a small town where you could know everyone, and uh, Richardson has that. I mean, you can. And I think Leadership Richardson helped with that. I can go and there's not a restaurant or a place, whether it be going to the pool or to the restaurant or to Wildflower or to Codwood Art Festival, that I don't know at least one person. And that's <laughs> awesome. That really makes you feel like... Thank you so much for being with us today. We appreciate it.